Consumers are dipping their toes in immersive technology, whether they even realize it or not. From Snapchat and Instagram filters to heads-up driving displays to augmented reality shopping experiences, it's all creating entirely new ways for brands to engage with their consumers. Hi, I'm Wilson Raj, and welcome to Reimagine Marketing Podcast. Today's episode is Immersive Technology, Bridging the Customer Experience Divide. I'm joined by Daniel Newman, Principal Analyst and Founding Partner of Future and Research, and we're excited to talk about this topic. You know, when we think about immersive technologies, ultimately it really draws down to one huge thing, contextual and in real time. That's immersive. The technologies around it you know, are really cool as, as the, the research. By the way, you can find that on sas.com slash experience 2030. We're talking about augmented reality, virtual reality, beacons. I mean, everything that, that envelops today's modern consumer and also into the future. But ultimately, Daniel, when, it, when we net it out, when we look at these findings and we look past the data and, and, and look at uh, you know, what consumers are really asking for, they want it to be contextual, situational, and they want it to be in real time. And, and we need to talk about that too because real time is, is not always every time, right? It's more about the right time. Yeah, and let's talk about what consumers are saying. Yeah. Because the start here is most organizations are in some phase of digital transformation, Many organizations still are combing through what that even means. But when you ask consumers about technology, 48% of our 2,000 consumer respondents said they have too much technology in their lives already. Well, if we're progressing towards more technology, this means we need to apply the technology better because otherwise it's fatiguing the customers. Uh, 42% are saying they've spent uh, too much money on tech that hasn't really helped them. So this is a gap. This means that consumers are making investments in devices and in hardware and in compute and in tools and technologies that aren't actually making their lives better. So immersive technologies can form the heart of customer experience, but that comes down to the technology being applied correctly. Now, a little context on this, the long and short is 360-degree view of customer has been and will be the epitome of what marketers are trying to get at. And that turn 360, I think that is something we heard, at least in my career, you know, 20 years ago in a, in a different tech company, and it still resonates today. And I think moving into the future, that's still going to be the mantra around the 360 view. Now, the question is, can we really get a 360 view now? Humbly, I would say probably not, not a full 360, but we can certainly get close to that amount. And uh, another a data point here that was interesting is that consumers, uh, they want to be enveloped maybe to give us that 360 view, or maybe, and they want a 360 view. So, for example, with regards to uh, AR and VR devices in their home. Today, 61% of consumers reported that they had no AR and VR devices today. However, by 2025, 60% of them will expect to use these technologies as part of an event or a brand experience. So uh, consumers are looking for a 360 view. Now, the question is, can us brands 
do something about that in terms of what we talked about earlier from uh, the right context and and uh, in, interacting them at the right time. And it's such a big question. I can still remember the first time I put a Gear VR on my head with a S7 Samsung, and I experienced the World Cup, the 20, I think it was back in, uh, was it 2014, the first time I tried it, and then it was really, really rough. And then it was in 2018, it had completely hit the next phase. And I can only imagine by the next time in 2022, when the lighter devices, uh, the faster connectivity, we're going to feel like we're standing in the middle of the stadium. And that is where we are going. But from where we have been, it has been a process and it has taken some time for us to ultimately get to where we, we want to go, Wilson. Um, you know, it might be interesting, though, to just kind of go piece by piece and talk about what the different technologies are. Now, as a, as a reference of time, you know, we're in the, the early part of October in 2019. Uh, one major company that's well known for having a lot of customer data is Amazon. And they recently launched a 14 new uh, hardware pieces, Amazon Echo, everything from a oven a smart oven that can tell you uh, and you can watch what your food is cooking, what food is cooking at home to a ring that you can put on your finger that has a haptic sensor that lets you know when you're getting alerts on a device and then can connect to the earbuds that they've now built to read your messages in your ear. Now, people could say, oh, they want to be a competitor of a hardware tech company. To me, it's the enablers of that 360 journey. Now, there's all kinds of implications here. Do people want that much connectivity? Do they want their data being shared? Do they want uh, their smart assistant in their pocket all the time? But to get to 360, we've got to get to people's data outside of the home and in the home, outside of work and at work. And that's kind of the direction we're seeing go here. So as we go from the, like I would say, the least to most immersive here, I'd say the first immersion is having technologies that are capturing all of our data inside and out, which is going to get us closest, Wilson, to that 360. So you're seeing companies start to do it. They're starting to build tools and technologies that can start to, what are we buying? Where are we buying it from? Where are we shopping? Where are we eating? What are we doing? Where have we been? That's a good start. But to get the rest of the journey, people have to really participate and they have to stay connected all, all the way through the day. That's absolutely right. And I think even that starting point, which I think we could uh, safely call that the notion, whether it's real-time marketing or real-time predictive analytics or, or, or real-time intelligence, whatever you want to call it, uh, right? That, that notion of real-time is, is really key. And I think uh, we need to, to parse that a little bit more because it, it goes beyond uh, just the, the, the ability to, to market or to establish a connection in real time. Uh, I think one way to, to look at this, especially today, and as, especially as we move into the future, is to differentiate between customer-facing real time and what we call operational marketing real time. So customer-facing processes will be things that, uh, how are you executing on your, your strategies? And this is where the data and the analytics capabilities can allow customer experience leaders to create value for their consumers and prospects uh, throughout the journey. Now, real-time operational processes will be really more about the real-time capture of data, analysis of that data, and then decisioning of that data to be used either at that point of need, which is now, or it could be sometime later. 
So I think it's a misnomer to call those things real time because data capture is always done in real time to your point, Daniel, but then the execution has to be algorithmically done so that it is executed at the at the appropriate moment along those touch points and across those media devices, whether it's an oven or a earbud or a smart TV or uh, an Amazon Echo. And I think that therein lies that opportunity to be able to hinge and connect all those things together for that immersive experience. So we'll call that immersive technology one, which is the the bot, the AI, the yeah. smart speaker, voice assistant that we're going to see entrenched in our daily lives at home. But also we're going to start to see more of that kind of technology being used in the workplace. There's no question about it, whether it's the you know Microsoft Assistant on your uh, Windows machine or it's Siri on your iPhone. We're not just using that for personal. We're using that to schedule meetings and appointments and to help us find documents on our computer, which is all immersive technologies. But then there's the next one, and you mentioned a little bit about this, which is kind of those augmented, virtual, mixed, and extended reality experiences. Different companies use different vernacular, but 54% of brands are investing in this. So companies certainly are seeing the point. I still remember there's one wine company that you hold up your your camera in front of it, and it, it makes the labels go augmented reality. So you're seeing basic things. You're seeing Pokemon Go getting people chasing coins all over all over town. These are small immersive experiences. I mentioned the first time I tried it for uh, soccer, to watch soccer content and how much that's evolved. But companies are starting to think about how do we create more immersion? And this can also be in the workplace. This could be on the manufacturing floor. How do we help uh, employees, which is all part of the experience to develop and build new products more quickly with instructions. So we're seeing AR and VR being rolled in uh, into the experiences, and you've kind of covered this one. So let's talk another thing. What about automation, Wilson? Automation of processes, automation of engagement. Uh, what do you think automation is going to do to the future of customer experience? I think automation is, from a technology perspective, in a hierarchy, is going to be a necessity. When we look at things such as AR and, and VR, and, and to your point, you know, it's not... Uh, Lots of brands are using it. You know, Home Depot can you can have AR to be able to look at your room, and and look at paint swatches and place furniture. And so the immersion there is all about creating value, uh, and it's, it's experiential, right? Not just the experience. And I think uh, when you are dealing with that level of of data sets from AR, VR, from IoT, from sensors and beacons, that data set becomes unimaginably large. And therefore, some element of automation in terms of automating aggregation of those all those data sets, automating using machine learning or artificial intelligence, uh, in some cases using computer vision or uh, natural language processing, whatever the case may be as it accrues to those, those experiential senses, right, needs to occur to be able just to handle that volume of data and then to be able to orchestrate and synthesize the, the right uh, interactions in the right order. And then after that, to be able to automatically refine those, those interactions on the fly. So automation now becomes a, a key thing. Therefore, And with automation comes automated decisioning. So we, uh, we have things such as robotic process automation, RPA. Uh, there are other things such as what we call intelligent process automation, which is really some things that we're talking about here that systematically automates decisions 
and actions and data and analytics to the point where all the heavy lifting is done by by machines, but then the human can then exert some level of judgment or creativity or, or emotional coding to be able to make that that experience uh, not just immersive but uh, emotionally engaging as well. And we're looking at a future by 2030 where brands are believe that two-thirds of customer engagements will be done on digital devices and it will be completed using smart machines. So basically we're going to a world of human-machine relationships where two-thirds of customer engagements, two-thirds, 66%, I know, I reiterate it, but I think that's important. In just 10 years, it's more likely than not that when you're talking to a brand, you will be, at least in the very beginning, talking to a machine. And some of us are probably already feeling that now to some extent with some of the chatbots. The difference is automation improves as AI, machine learning proliferates, is going to be the quality of the response. Right now, a lot of it's programmatic. It's They can only answer a handful of things. Uh, if you think about it, the conversations, turns in a conversation, each question resets the, the bot to the beginning again. But in the future, conversational AI is going to dominate the type of engagements that humans and brands have where you'll have multi-turn conversations. It'll be just like talking to another human being where it understands feelings. It can uh, identify locations. It can tie together multiple activities, weather and planning of your day, for instance. So we're going to see a lot of that continue to grow. Uh, We talked about real-time analytics. One more area that's going to be immersive maybe somewhat ubiquitous to a lot of people is going to be edge. So there's a huge amount of investment. I believe it's about 86% of companies that we talked to said that they are spending uh, significant resources to distribute computing to the edge. This is going to enable autonomous vehicles. This is going to enable smart cities. This is going to enable a next level retail shopping experience. So this is a pretty big one, Wilson. The the edge, while not necessarily another device or not necessarily in terms of what humans are feeling, that real-time processing that you talked about and that ability for uh, real-time data to turn into a real-time analytic, to turn into a real-time experience is really going to be heavily leveraging edge computing. And that absolutely confirms you know, that future of experience where it is going to be more immersive. And you can't have immersive experiences without an ecosystem. So it's no longer just a brand, a consumer to brand experience. It's consumer to multiple brands over multiple devices, you know, across uh, multiple interfaces, all the way to the edge. And so, you know, let's say if you take like a financial a, a bank, right? They're not just doing the core banking needs in terms of helping someone save money or spend money or borrow money or lend money, right? The person wants to be able to, let's say, plan a vacation. So from an edge perspective, they would be interfacing with different providers, uh, different uh, media, you know, outlets, uh, and different players to be able to plan, pay for that, that vacation, and then go on that trip. Transportation is involved. So the bank now has to look at it and say, hey, I'm not just a bank. I'm working in an ecosystem. So I have to be able to move to the edges so that I'm able to be part of that experience all the way through, whatever that journey is. Uh, and that, again, takes a lot of compute power, right, in terms of the data that that is going to be amassed. And AI and machine learning is going to play a pivotal role in terms of managing 
uh, the, that data set, uh, applying a ten, almost human-like intelligence to that, and then orchestrating decisions on the fly. I think the summation of all of this around immersive technologies, Wilson, is there's so much interdependence that exists between all of these technologies. So AR and VR will expand as not only hardware becomes more accessible and pricing becomes more affordable, but also with the growth of uh, speed and connectivity, 5G and Wi-Fi 6, which will turn into 6G and Wi-Fi 7, well, likely by 2030 when this is uh, turning the corner. You are going to see Edge grow, which is going to power autonomous vehicles, but you're going to need IoT to advance and that 5G technology to to continue to become more dependable and reliable before autonomous vehicles reach their their point. Real-time analytics, all these things, again, tie together. So immersive really comes down to the immersion, not just of the consumer and the technology, but all of the technologies into one another. And I want to wrap this up with just a couple of, of interesting data points that came from this survey. By 2025, Wilson mentioned 60% of consumers believe they will be using AR or VR as part of their consumption. But let's jump ahead another five years. By 2030, 80% of consumers are expecting drones to be part of their brand experiences. The same eight out of 10 consumers expect to be leveraging smart assistance in their lives. And that will completely shape the way that they're engaging with organizations and brands. So this is just a start, but people aren't only expecting to talk to smart assistants, they're expecting the drones to be delivering their packages to their doorstep. They're expecting to be immersed in technologies that are going to be uh, wearables. They're going to wear over their eyes. And I've said for a long time that brands really could stand to benefit by putting technologies in front of consumers that actually reinstate our posture vertically, meaning we've spent a lot of time over the last decade looking down at our devices. And I do see a huge opportunity when we immerse people in reality using digital as a accentuation of their experience rather than the experience itself. Great discussion, Daniel. Thank you. That's all the time we have for today's episode. Join us in the next episode where we'll talk about how brands can move beyond traditional loyalty programs to become loyalty companies. Now, if you've enjoyed today's show, please head over to sas.com experience2030 to gain access to our free resources and more content.